Go. 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 We're go, live. Go. We should do something at the start, shouldn't we? What should we do? Let's introduce ourselves. Welcome Let's do to it. this episode of Short Combos. I am JC Warrior Light Cashman. And as Mirali, welcome to the show, guys. Hope you're all well. Hope you're all smiling in these crazy, crazy times. We've got a new segment. Should we start with our new segment, Quote of the yeah. Week? Did you go come prepared? It. I've come prepared, but are you going to lead the dance for this one? Well, like yeah, I think first? I will. I think I will. I did a, a Yoda quote last week. I wanted mm-hmm. to uh, follow on with a... Uh, I'm going to go with a Bruce Lee quote this week. I think it's sort of fitting to, to follow uh, Yoda. I, I was thinking I'll do it in a Bruce Lee accent, but I'll probably offend people if I did that sort of way. It's not about <laughs> what happens. It's about your reaction to what happens that matters. And I thought that was very fitting for the current, current climate of everything as well. Yeah, I like it. It's a we spoke a lot. Uh, we've spoke a lot about not being too reactionary and uh, being a bit more productive and in, in approaching things like that. I love yes. a Bruce Lee quote. Yeah, it just that. feels like it, oh, it. Just you know, fills you with lots of yeah power. I feel. Yeah, I wonder if there's a book of all his quotes because he's he's actually got loads. When you really look at all his interviews and yeah. stuff, I'm, I wonder if anyone's collected uh, kind of all his wisdom into one place. Oh, there'll be, there's a bit of homework for us. We can go yeah, find for out, sure. can't we? I'm, we're going to go dig, dig that one out. I think that'd be a good one. Uh, my one, I had two. Uh, I'm going to go with the one that I picked up today. So this is actually from Denzel Washington, uh, oh. the actor. Yeah, and like he says, Washington. I like a bit of Denzel Washington. He says, you never see a U-Haul truck following a hearst. You can't take it with you. Uh, and that was, uh, I, that, I like that today. And yeah, he's basically new. talking about, you know, what, what really matters and what's really important. So, and for anyone from the UK who doesn't know what a U-Haul truck is, a <laughs> uh, moving van. You never see a moving yeah. van behind a hearst. So, yeah, I, thought, I like that. I, I like that. I, I, I've not heard that one before as well. No, neither so, have I. Yeah. It was a fresh one. That's why uh, it stuck with me today. Should we catch up on the week, as I don't feel like we've caught up recently. No, uh, it's been a busy one. So, yeah, restrictions back up. World's gone a little bit loop-de-loo again. Uh, I don't Has know it? what's going I'm, on in America. What, what's going on? It's, oh, it's Mad Max all over the place. I watched that, that film again recently. Isn't that just such good, a good film? And did you watch a new one as well, Fury Ride? That, that's the one I meant. That's the one oh, I okay, re- yeah. rewatched. I, I need to go back and redo the, the Gibsons. But... The originals. But yeah, no, it's yeah. great, great film. So we've got to get a lever out ready. For sure. I mean, it looks like it, doesn't it? I don't know. It's, um, it's a little bit mad. And uh, I try not to now spend too much time thinking about it because I think it doesn't, I don't think it's healthy at this stage to kind of ponder on it all too much. But, yeah, I spoke yeah, to someone else today and uh, like we were talking about events and uh, things that, you know, we would usually be organising. For instance, the Bristol Open. Do you want to hit, hit a bell? That's a martial arts That's a martial reference. arts one. Bristol Open, for anyone who's not from that world, it's a very big tournament here in the UK of kickboxing. And uh, the Bristol Open was planned for this weekend and it's like we're not doing it. And yeah. it's like I was talking to 
uh, this trend and it's like when are we going to be doing an event and when you start to think about that it makes you a little bit sad and uh, a bit fed up with it all but then we both said look you just got to live day by day at the moment week by week and just play it as it goes at the end of the day yeah well i saw european championships are now cancelled yeah uh, and you know it looks like all of this stuff could be in place for another six months so you're looking you know in our sport we're looking at like british championship irish open uh huge yeah. events that might potentially be not happening and then you know beyond that things like the olympics and stuff like that are all well i read something that the olympics said they were going to go ahead no matter what uh, it's like they were going to do it but <laughs> <All right. laughs> is there a, no matter what that's going to stop it it's like it's not going to just be Japan versus Japan is it yeah I, I, I can't see how they can do that I mean it's it would cost the, it would cost the world to be able to do it in a way that anyone would consider COVID secure and there's certainly certain sports that without just putting them in a massive bubble for the whole time there's just no way you'd be able to do it. So if they are going to pull it off, it's going to, I don't know where the money's going to come from to manage it. Well, that, that said, uh, I was going to bring it up, actually. Uh, the NFL season has started. I should have worn a, I haven't got a white NFL. Yeah, I have got a white NFL. I'm going to do that next week. I'll next wear time. a white NFL top next week. Uh, the NFL uh, season has started and they, they have gone very much with a president that COVID is going to be around and we're going to learn to live with it. And that, yes. that was really, really uh, upbeat for me to see. And, you know, nearly every stadium doesn't have spectators. There's a couple that have got like uh, socially distanced stadiums. So instead of having 70,000, they have like uh, 7,000 or whatever. Mm. Uh, so it's far, far reduced. And they they are doing everything otherwise as usual they've got a, a hell of a track and say uh, track and trace system uh, you know everyone has a fob on and they you know they they're doing everything that they they should be but it was really reassuring to see it up and running and yeah it's a big money machine there's huge you know tv uh, coverage that they make from everything but like the commentator he, uh, he was asked a few questions about COVID before the match first game kicked off. Then he was asked a few questions about the whole Black Lives Matters and the uh, political things that are going on in, in the teams and in the sport with that. And he answered them, you know, fully and everything. And then he turned around and said, look, guys, uh, you know, I don't mind talking about this. It's all great what people are doing, you know, for equality. And, you know, we've got to sort this whole COVID thing out. But I'm just here to commentate football today. I just <laughs> <laughs> to enjoy football it's like let's just forget about the world and just absorb ourselves mm. and it was like it was really refresh refreshing to hear him say that because that's very much what i'm trying to do with the things that i do and what i miss i suppose about the sport so i was going to say today about the impact <coughs> sport has on everything and not having it what it what it does as well it, it, it's like when the olympics were in london there were a few people like oh it's costing so much money it's like what's it for but to me the value of sport uh, i'm sure you agree oh yeah and it's across the board isn't it like you said as a fan you miss it as someone who competes you miss it as a coach Practice you miss it, it. yeah everyone Practice you know it. and even just people who just occasionally 
drop in and watch a bit of it or go to the odd game. Uh, yeah, I, I think we didn't realize just how m a massive part of our lives it is, uh, regardless of what level you play at or what level you take part in. It's a huge thing. And I think it's been a huge gap for a long time. So I, I welcome it back. I'm glad to see big sports starting to return and, and do their thing again. As you know, if we're being as safe as we can be and using a amount of common sense, I don't see why, why it can't happen. And then you have me thinking about sport itself to talk to you. And it's like the health benefits, obviously aside, you know, people do sport to keep active and everything else. But what is it that draws us to sport like i'm i'm not a big supporter of uh teams for instance like i i support an nfl team and we'll talk about that next week i wear my shirt and uh i am seriously invested in our sport the martial arts from a coach from a organizer from everything else so pretty much all my time goes to that but i don't follow a football team i don't uh, follow any other motorsports or anything like that. If it's on, I'll watch it. If I'm around my brothers and he's watching a bit, I'll watch it. If the Olympics are on, I'll watch it. If the World Cup is on, uh, I'll watch it. Uh, but I can always appreciate sport. Uh, so what, what is it? What is it that causes us to put uh, two persons in a ring to fight or to hit a ball across a net or, yeah, to race around a track or run around a track it's like it, it's yeah when you think about it, it's almost a bit bizarre is it not it is but i think it's primal i think it's just from our it's our natural instinct to compete to to dominate to take over that's just what we're we're programmed to do it anyway but where the world is now not you know i take over this bit of land or i move to this cave or i kill this dinosaur it's now we've had to find ways of almost manufacturing it. So like a tennis game, I'm sure if you looked at tennis players in an intense game, they'd have the same adrenaline as two fighters. Uh, and you know, yes. there's far more risk for the fighters. So you'd, you have a, you'd understand why their adrenaline would be spiking. But with the tennis players, it's like, it's just a ball being hit over a net with a racket. But the association and everything, I imagine it brings up very similar kind of, out-of-body experiences and it's the same with the fans isn't it you see people just go crazy watching it because they get somehow emotionally invested uh, and it becomes like things like your tribe you talk about your team my team uh you know my country all of this stuff i think it i think it's important i think it's why the olympics is such a big deal uh, and why you know we all become suddenly very patriotic for a couple of days uh, and very GB-ish and every other country does the same. It's like the NFL, you're saying those things, it's like the NFL Super Bowl. Like they uh, do a pre-show and they go around talking to all the fans and no, no disrespect, but uh, a lot of those people they talk to clearly don't play football. Uh, <laughs> clearly, clearly Never. haven't <laughs> played football, but they're so invested in it. And it's like, yeah, like it must be primeval then. It must be some kind of coding or programming that we've got on some deep, deep level. And then that that buzz, you know, from competing or just exercising, let alone then winning and everything. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It, it touches something on us because we, 
we just do it. Uh, and then you've got some people, they're just ultra competitive. You've got other people, again, a bit more casual with it. Don't take it as seriously. Uh, and everything in between, it's like a huge spectrum of people, but everyone to some extent on some sport, you know, like you said, you've got a couple of sports that you care about. I've got a couple of sports. The others couldn't care less, but, but everyone I feel has got something that they're, they're drawn to. Even darts. You've seen people yeah. go mad for darts. Yeah, yeah. That's a crazy and, one. It, I think it's also like darts as an example, the way they dress up and all of that, the followers. It, it's a fun thing. It's a social yeah. thing as well, isn't it? It's an identity also. It's something that you identify yourself and others with. It's a common ground, a common uh, language. It's Yeah, I, I, I'm just so up for sport all the time. I, I think in our country... Uh, us English British people don't give enough to sport. If no, I if you compare like compared to America, for instance, I know they've got all oh, their own uh, different problems and everything else. We're not going into that, but they they give sport such a higher presence, such a higher role. And uh, I can remember a friend uh, when we were uh, leaving school. He went to work in the summer in a uh, soccer camp, football camp out in America. And uh, he had this kid come over and basically he had two left feet. He didn't have a clue. And he took him over to the dad and he said, oh, look, you know, your lad, lovely lad, but maybe try him in basketball or maybe, maybe track and field, something else that he's going to, you know, take to that. And dad was like, no, he's, he's going to get good at this because that's the way you, you practice and you get better. And it kind of just identified how the mindset is different out there and how, you know, some people, they go through college competing, never make it into the pros or that kind of thing. But that, that competitive, that striving towards and um, working towards goal then goes into work life afterwards. Yeah. Well, that's the big thing, isn't it? You learn how to set goals. You know how to crush goals. You learn how to stay disciplined, how to stay committed. How and these are life skills, how yeah. to lose, how to be coached. I think that's a huge thing. How yes. to be told off and how to be treated not in the nicest of ways at moments, because that's what life is, you know, hard sometimes love. Hard, love. hard love. Yeah. All of that stuff. And I, I think that stuff's invaluable. And like, again, we're all going through some madness at the moment but i think if you've experienced some hard love and you've had someone tell you and also you've you've experienced that things get better over time and i think that's a big thing that sports teach you is you you look back on yourself or you look back on students you teach and you just think no things do improve over time even if at moments they get really bad or get really bleak yeah I think and even if you just even if you just having a kick around and there's no ref there's no goal to anything it's just a kick around just the social dynamic you know getting a father and son or parent and child playing together it's just a social dynamic of it as well yeah and that's like that tribal thing that comes into it as well isn't it is it's uh yeah it's activity and it's it's bonding and it's you know coach and fighter or team and manager they they build a connection they build a bond they become like a second family i think that's a really special thing I think there's an ugly side to it in a sense as well. Like, for instance, take professional football and the amount that they're being paid, you know, weekly. Like, uh, what are they on? Like, half a million a week now or something? It's like, that's obscene. That That is obscene. And it's I think that is ugly. But it just shows you the sheer 
uh, wrong word, but value in it as well. It's like, it's mega. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? Because it, those numbers may sound insane, but if someone's being paid that, it's because for some reason they're providing that amount of value. It's insane to think how that could be possible, but take, I don't, I don't know footballers, take a Wayne Rooney. If he's got a certain logo on his chest, it carries the weight of what he gets paid. It must do, um, because yeah, why more. would he get paid otherwise, right? Yeah, it must be like 10 times more because he's getting paid that amount. So whoever's paying him that amount must be earning more than that to be able to pay him. So yeah, they're, they're, it's crazy value and it doesn't quite add up when you think that there's people out there saving lives, you know, doctors, police, whatever you want to call it. And they're on pennies, an example. But yeah. it's, it's, yeah, it's the, the influence, I guess, the level of influence they can have. Yeah. And so on, on that note, our, there's a documentary uh, on the NFL teams and it was following a, a quarterback, Cam Newton, when he used to play for the Panthers. And I think he, he, he was signed a deal for like 75 million and the owners were talking about it. And he is just like, he's a big superstar, but he is still just a pawn in that game. It's like, he, he is like you and I uh, playing with, I can't even think of an example, just playing cards uh, with, with sweeties, uh, like a pack of M&Ms. He's mm. like just that. So the, the colossal side, and I don't think many people really even realise, you know, I hadn't even, until I watched that, really sat back and thought about it, that he's 75 million, which is mind-blowing in itself but that's just a a penny in the bigger pot Up in the bucket yeah 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 Crazy. I, mean, it's, I don't know what the industry of some of these sports is worth like if you were to just say nfl what is its total worth uh i can't we can't even begin to fathom what that number yeah when be. you start taking in uh, not just the the tv rights but the advertising and, oh, especially once uh, you get onto there right Everything that then comes off of that. Yeah, and it, it spirals so much because take, for an example, one player's Instagram, how many followers they have, and then how much influence they have just by that one person sending out one message. Uh, and then times that by however many players there are in the NFL, each probably with a million plus followers. <laughs> yeah. 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 Crazy. Wow. A slight change of direction. We spoke last week about a time machine, like a, a time machine uh, phone box, and you could go uh, anywhere, anytime. And that, and where we, what did you say? I said, uh, you know, go back in my time or the historic times, those kind of things. Uh, what, what did you say? Originally, the gladiators. I want. I wanted yeah. to see epic battles. Yeah, that was yeah. it. What, be, being uh, not time machine related, like just now, uh, places, uh, travel and places. Uh, you, have you done your fair share of travel really as, or uh, have you got places that you, you, you like in particular? I won't count traveling with the sport, just from the point of view as a lot of those travels were airport, cheap hotel, sports hall, one restaurant, airport. Yeah, uh, so I'll leave those out because I think if you count those, I've been a lot of places, uh, but, but haven't seen them to the extent. Traveling has never been something for me personally that I've really been like drawn to doing. I've never wanted to like take a year out and, and go You didn't go do that anywhere. gap year. No, no, I never did any of that. And it's never, 
I, I hear people doing it all the time. They're like, you have to go, you have to do this, you have to. And I'm like, do I have to? I'm, I'm quite cool where I'm at personally but ones and uh, zeros ones and zeros baby but I would like to go do all of Asia that side of the world and really like go into it at some point but I'm in no rush in terms of time frame of life it you know if I do it now if I do it in 10 you haven't yet but you you want to yeah I, I have visited Japan and enjoyed Japan but it was not to the extent that I would like to to do it all so I'd, okay. I'd like to do a, a far more extensive uh, look at that part of the world. But uh, other than that, not massively. I've done a lot of America where my dad used to live there. So I've spent quite a lot of time in the States and, and enjoyed that. And Europe, again, kind of in and around. But Asia is the place that draws me. That's kind of the side of the world where I want to go and see what it's all about. Because it feels like it's significantly different to what we are in comparison to say America, where I find you can see the differences for sure, but there's so many parallels. Yeah, culturally. You, you got uh, a space? I can't even, I couldn't even guess where you'd want I, to go to. I always, uh, I always enjoy traveling. And I know you say about the competing, and it is true that I've been to many places and not seen places, and you can kind of not count that as traveling. However, on the flip side of that, I would say when you go to these places, especially when I've stayed with people uh, a length of time prior or after a competition, I think you actually see these places for, for what they really are, because mm. you're, you get out of the tourist district you I, I can remember uh, for instance we've been to Italy quite a few times and I can remember one trip to Italy and we sat at someone's table and they fed us a, a full meal like the Italian style meal and everything and it's like this is more than traveling this is immersing yourself in the way that the people culture. live yeah, and when you go around just their, their daily routine so I, I, I would say that's uh, def definitely uh, a bonus with, with the competing. Uh, I too have done a lot of America. Our holiday growing up, I was fortunate that we uh, had an, a, an away trip every year and we would go to America. And I always have a affinity is that right word to America uh, mm. you know like we've already said they've got their own problems and everything else so we won't go into that but I just love the space of America I just love the grandness of it you can say England put it in a corner of Texas it's yeah. like we we did our honeymoon where we went from uh, San Francisco uh, down the coast and back up and round and uh, that just the sheer space I just love that uh, yeah. out there uh the our honeymoon i would say we went uh, that's one of the best places that i've been i would want to go back to uh i like you say no rush but i i want to make a point of going back to was the great redwoods uh at the sequoia or the great sequoias at the national forest that because i've got a thing with trees bonsai trees and that and i suppose that's kind of born off of that a little bit as well and uh yeah that's made, when you see this 2000 year old tree that you know is big enough that they've got a, a road going through it it's like so i would like to get back there and explore that and a few more of the parks uh i would like to uh take the camper i've got 1971 camper uh to china that that's uh, on my bucket list to do i want to drive to china we i drove with uh, a friend to Milan uh, years back and I was looking on Google Maps the route that we went 
And then when I was backtracking, it was like, oh, I wonder how far east you can go. And I followed a road all the way into China, basically. And wow. I thought, where when the girls get up, grow up and move on, uh, and we've got a bit of time to ours, uh, Lauren and I jump in the camper and uh, fit an extra fuel tank and that. And I thought, yeah, drive to so China. Across the that. world. Yeah, I thought that that would be cool. Drive then and get it shipped back or, or something. Yeah. Like <laughs> see, how, uh, see how it goes, I guess, right? Yeah. Then, then decide. Yeah. I love it. I love and it. And then for when I abducted you at the start of the year for your, uh, uh, what, what's it called? Pre-wedding bachelor, bachelor party, <laughs> solo. Uh, the place that I took to welcome uh, that, that beach. That's like my, that's like my happy place. That's like... Uh, any, I could, if I could be anywhere in the world at any point and be happy, I would choose. Like, I want to see Sequoia. I want to drive to China. I'd like to do Australia, New Zealand, things like that. Japan, where when the time comes. But if I could ever be at a happy place, it would be there. I'd be quite happy, happy living there. You, you have you got a happy place somewhere in the world? Ah, uh, I've got the cheesiest, most horrific answer to this question. And it's only because I got asked this the other day. Uh, and this is just what come out. So I'll just be honest with you. Uh, it's where my wife is. And the reason this comes up yeah. is because of Brexit. Uh, there is a small No, she, it's because she feeds you. There's a small you. chance that at the yeah, end of this I... year, she might get booted out of this country. Uh, tiny chance. But if she does, then I get booted with her because uh, that's, that's the happy place. So uh, that's the, the reason that comes up is just because at the minute it feels, it feels relevant. Like uh, as tied as I feel to home and like my business is here, my friends are here and everything. If she had to go, then I have to go. Uh, and that's it. If I was going to pick a happy place, there's a certain beach in Cyprus where just a lot of my childhood was spent. Uh, I don't really like going to Cyprus anymore, mostly because they try to get me in for military service every time <laughs> I get off the plane. <laughs> but um, there's a certain beach where, like you said, it's just a happy place. It's just, uh, there's a lot of happy memories and, and good times that have, that have happened there. So uh, associate it. I liked what you said about America with fitting England into Texas because I think for a lot of people they think of America the as just of Texas. This, they think of America as just this one thing but actually I think it's basically 50 different countries because yes. you can go to one side of it and then go to the other and it's so different like just from climate to what's growing to what they eat and then even down to like the way they behave like you can't say an American is like this because an American in Seattle and an American in California, they're two different breeds. They're, they're very different people. So I think that's really interesting about it is that it's basically 50 countries on one big landmass. It's the center of the universe, isn't it? Oh, for sure. It's where <laughs> it all began. Them, yeah. Some <laughs> of them, they, they, they don't leave the country at all. I think the majority don't, do they? I, they don't have I to. got the stat. It's something like, it's ridiculous. It's something like 93% of Americans don't have a passport. Some, it's, if this came up the other day on a podcast, it's an insane number, have never and will never and have no plans of ever leaving the country. Which I think is a big part of their problem is that like <laughs> you were saying about the immersion of cultures, they don't, they don't go anywhere and experience anything outside of their bubble. So they're very happy with their bubble. And then when anything comes in that threatens to disrupt it, they get very defensive very quickly. And I think that's where a lot of their issues 
stem from? That made, made uh, thing go off in my head, actually. Uh, two things. Uh, one a bit lo- uh, further ago, but relevant, a bit longer ago, is I remember reading or hearing or seeing something about these tribes in, uh, say, the Amazon. Uh, it was a documentary, actually. It was a documentary. Uh, Bruce Perry, is that right? The guy that would go and live in the jungle with different tribes and all of that. I'm he was sure here. He was, I'm saying. pretty sure it was him or one of them. He was flying into his destination. He's like, I'm going to say with the XYZ people. And they, they point down at these people, these uh, like encampments down below. And he said, we have to fly over these really quick. You're not allowed to like ponder and you're not allowed to take photos and that because the people down there have never seen outside life uh they they are tribes self-contained that they would look up and if you pondered too long it would teach them how to make fire and that and then they would take over the world or you know whatever (laughs) but uh yeah they, they don't know what a plane is they don't comprehend or understand and then he was going to try but then this was recently, I think I read this, uh, a guy, he was an expert on tribes and everything. And uh, he was documenting this tribe and he, he got killed. Uh, they, they shot him with an arrow pretty hard and uh, he died. And they, they said the logging of all the forestry and everything is encroached upon their you know, way of life and living. And they've just got really aggressive. So yeah, just what you said about the Americans being so insular and aggressive to the outside where it's kind of a similar thing on a different kind of scale yeah i think it is there's a, an island in india and it might be the one you're talking about with the guy who got the uh, arrow through the chest uh, and they they're part of india but the president has, or the prime minister of india has announced that they are to just be left alone it's illegal to travel there it's illegal to fly over it uh, because they will just attack you they will just attack any outsiders who approach. So they're, they're, that island on its own just lives in its own little bubble. Nah. Uh, and a, a fun thing to do, I'll, I'll get the name of it for next week, is if you go on Google Maps and find the island, you know how you can leave reviews on Google? <laughs> <laughs> you can it's, review the island. It's got about 50 uh, five-star reviews uh, and just brilliant little comments like uh, beautiful beaches, great place, locals are a bit grumpy. (laughs) (laughs) Wicked. Wicked. I'll get the name if anyone wants to have a giggle and, uh, and check out those islands. It's well worth a look. Like we were talking about technology and different things. I wanted to talk about social media, actually, something I was talking uh, to uh, our eldest about the, the other day. But we're, we'll leave that uh, for, for next time. But, That's a big one if we're going to get onto that topic. Yeah, we, we were talking about computers, for instance, weren't we? And how the evolution of that, you don't remember a time about a computer, and yeah. et cetera. I think in my uh, lifetime, uh, the same applies with travel the evolution of travel. Like I, my grandparents used to take my dad to Cornwall and it would take a two day trip to get there. They'd uh, go in a, on a motorbike with my dad in a sidecar with a dog and have to stop in a farmer's field to pitch a tent to then follow the rest of the journey the next day, just cause it, you couldn't do it in one sitting. Yeah. Uh, and if they spoke to someone like they lived in London or off to Cornwall, they'd think it was like another part of the world. And, uh, you know, obviously we're not traveling anywhere right now. And, but the cheap flights and all that, it seems to travel has evolved, hasn't it? 
Yeah, the world has got smaller in that sense that you can you can get everywhere a lot quicker than you used to and a lot cheaper. I think that like a huge thing is the the accessibility of travel now. You can get mm. flights for ten pounds. I can't figure out how that works exactly that they make any any money off of it, but you can go across the world now for under a hundred quid and in under a day. Whereas, yeah. you know, we're talking not that long ago, it had to be a boat and it was going to take you months and you might die halfway across. Yeah, no, like they believe the uh, Aboriginal or the Indians, uh, the natives of America, that's the correct word, isn't it? The natives, when whoever was that arrived first of all, uh, they, they didn't understand what a boat was out at sea. So uh, the Europeans got off on on the island or America, and they were talking to them. There was, you know, just probably a bit of fabrication, uh, and they were saying they were trying to tell them how they arrived, and the natives they couldn't comprehend what a boat was. Yeah, it was like like just that makes my head go boom, blow yeah, close to my brain. Then- if you really want to hurt your brain, you then got to think about alien life, which is kind of the, the next frontier of that. Uh, and us not being able to comprehend, let's say an advanced life form comes here on a ship and they're going to have technology and they're going to have stuff that we're not going to be able to have any comprehension of. Yeah. What about this? This is something I've always thought is what if the aliens are around us right now, as in, we we can't we don't have a sense to pick up on them. So imagine like an ant con- colony is moving around doing all of its thing. It doesn't have a sense to understand who we are. Uh, and you know if we pour hot water, it's a flood, it's a tsunami. What if we're in the same dynamic? We don't have a comprehension because of the scale or just that sense of it. Yeah, very likely. Uh, There's a great chance of it. Uh, There's like four different schools of thought of it. And one of them is that is that they they choose not to interact with us, either because we're not worth interacting with the same way you wouldn't try and have a conversation with an ant because you're not going to get anything from it. It's the same. So they they're they're aware of us, but we're we're an ant on the floor. Uh, We're just lucky they don't choose to step on us or pick up the marble and flick us off. Uh, off the side of things and then the others are that they put us here and that oh, yeah. we're, we're, we're kind of like a petri dish and they're watching the mold grow and they're just seeing seeing what happens you know they're not going to intervene they're not going to get involved but they're just watching and maybe every now and then they throw something at us covid whatever cancer and just to see it's just an experiment just see how how they hack it so yeah there's, right, there's let's talk about aliens next week aliens and a bit more travel uh, next week <laughs> we're gonna yeah. go to crazy places wicked until then make sure you follow us on what spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, stitcher for whatever that is uh and a bunch of others and of course youtube you can comment can't you on these devices you or something? comment you can like you can leave reviews you can downvote us you can how, say how horrifically you know, mean things else- yeah, how'd you let someone else know about it? 
You can share it. You can post it to a friend. You can email it to people. You can text it. There's always a copy button. You can follow us on Instagram, on Facebook. We're all over we, the socials. We've got socials. to get on Twitter, haven't we? We've got to get on Twitter. We're not on that yet. We, we need to get, get on, on Twitter. We probably need a Facebook page. We'll get there. Yeah. We're getting there. We're you doing can do, it. You can do now. a TikTok. I reckon you should do a TikTok. I wouldn't even know where to start. <laughs> <laughs> Social media, that's the other thing. Let's start with aliens next week and then social media. Aliens and social media is basically the same thing. It is, isn't it? <laughs> it feels like it. Well, cool, guys, dude. it's been a pleasure and I'll see you next week. Peace out. Peace.